Welcome to Highway to Well. I'm your host, Derek Bell, and this podcast is brought to you by the American Nurses Foundation through the generous support of the Center for Disaster Philanthropies Recovery Fund. The American Nurses Foundation has undertaken this work as part of its well-being initiative, which supports nurses' mental health through the pandemic and beyond. Decades of research have shown that practicing gratitude is highly effective in promoting physical and psychological health, both at the individual and organizational level. This podcast series builds up previous work conducted by the American Nurses Foundation in partnership with the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley. Today we're talking with Stacy Agabau and Jen Collins. Jen is in her 20th year of nursing and is currently the chief nurse at Bay Area Hospital in Southern Oregon. She loves working on gratitude and gratitude practices throughout her career, especially where she can enjoy nature and her time by the ocean. Stacy has been a nurse for over 26 years, mostly in emergency department settings and a director for the past 15. She is currently in a service director role at Kaiser Permanente in Santa Clara. She loves being outside and enjoys knitting for herself and others. In this episode, we want to reflect on gratitude practices for the Nurses Toolkit and dive into what it feels like to bring gratitude into your work and life. And most importantly, how can we integrate gratitude practices into our daily activities? How do we get started? And what can these practices lead to regarding our health and well-being? Jennifer and Stacy, welcome to Highway to Well here. And I want to start with a discussion about gratitude. It's a word that fills our minds with many thoughts, ideas, and feelings. And in doing so, it can create a bit of anxiety about really what to do and leads us to asking ourselves questions like, how do I even get started? So that's really where I want to start today. How do we get started? And how did each of you? I'm happy to jump in. This is Jen. And I would say, I asked myself that same question. How, how do we get started? Um, and it's just in little moments. So starting with uh, little moments of reflectiveness, of mindfulness, of gratitude, um, and adding that into our work is so important. Um, we were able to put up gratitude trees. Uh, that allow everyone to stop and and recognize what someone else has done for them, uh, and it helped people to start look for those, start looking for those little moments of of when they could call out others. So really creating that space um, throughout the week, jotting down names, uh, so that on Friday morning, before I ever even turned on my computer, I can write out three gratitude letters and give those to the individuals. And I think one of the most important pieces of that is is being able to say not only specifically what they did for me, but the characteristic traits that they portrayed and how it made me feel and thereby having an impact on on my work. So being able to write those out gives me that moment of reflection and practicing gratitude for others. And then Uh, I'm able to send it out to them either through the hospital mail or in their, to their home address and really share with them the impact they had on me. Yeah, that's, I I love that idea. And that's something, you know, we, we see that often as writing down in journaling or in letter writing, the opportunity to write down gratitude, but it's amazing that you're taking the time every week and make it something that's part of your week and then spend that time dedicated to that practice. 
but then able to share it and send it through and actually get it into their hands. Sometimes I know we write these things and then they just kind of sit here like we did the practice, but we didn't really get it to the intended people that really had an impact on our lives. And so that's that's a step sometimes I know we miss and you're you're completing the loop there to help share that. That's really a wonderful way to get us started in implementing it in our day. Stacy, how have you implemented gratitude? Thank you. I I believe that gratitude starts with the leader themselves when especially leading a team who's never had gratitude practice built into their daily work life before. Um, I've worked with a mindfulness coach for many years. And part of working with her was learning to give gratitude to myself and taking that practice and, and helping others to um, start that practice as well. And so one of the places I brought that was to my team. And so, um, you know, I start my practice as soon as I leave my house. Um, You know, I think about um, like Jen mentioned, who, who am I going to recognize today? Thinking about reflecting on yesterday, what happened? Who do I need to recognize? Um, what practice are we going to talk about um, in huddle? So what is huddle? What do our huddle messages look like and what gratitude practice are we going to take? So instead of doing a safety message in the morning with our huddles, we try to incorporate um, a gratitude practice. And I also do that in, you know, staff meetings, starting out with a gratitude moment, like what was your favorite summer memory of your grandfather? You know, something that brings about a warm emotion for someone. Um, And so we, the gratitude practice has been very new for this team that I'm currently working with. So it's taken us some time to um, get it in um, to motion. But I think we feel it and see it every day. It's just getting them to speak about it. And one of the things that we do as well is the, the gratitude wall. We have a, a star award wall that um, gives everybody the chance to um, uh, recognize somebody for what they did, you know, give somebody a shout out. We've included our physician partners in that. We have a QR code for them that they can do a quick survey for someone if they don't have time to write down on a piece of paper. Um, And so our managers will then um, put that up on the wall for the team. And we do those shout outs during our huddles as well. Um, One of the other things that I've given my team permission to do, which they are, we're a little uncomfortable with is taking gratitude walks. And I used to call them timeouts because I will often say, you know what, I just need a break and I need to go take a timeout and go out and smell the air and see the sunshine or, you know, what have you. And, um, I've given my team permission to allow them to say, I need to step away, um, to have that moment of gratitude, to reflect, recenter and come back into the department. That is, you touch on a couple of very important things. I know when we, we implement a toolkit, there's a lot of structural things that we feel like we have to walk through. And, and what you did is you took the really the spirit of the material and then you implemented it into your daily kind of activities and practices. And so for Jen, that was a, a personal activity and a personal touch, which is also a really critical part of gratitude is that it has to be personal. And then Stacy, you touched on some easy ways that you can implement it. So at, especially in safety meetings and in, in any kind of huddle situation, sometimes we just start and we start with the business of the day and try to get through all the operational things we have to cover. And 
when you take a step back and you open that opportunity up, when one of the few times that people are actually gathered together in one location and ask them about something that's emotive, something that is warm, something that touches them, then you have that opportunity to share and that makes it meaningful. And that's all part of the the need for gratitude is to create something that is personal, it's easy, and it's meaningful. And then, Stacy, the last thing you touched on was that creating that that moment of presence too through the walk. It gives, and by giving permission, is you're allowing someone that space, that grace and space to take time that they may need, and it may be really critical for them. You know, we. We're in environments that are highly stressful, very dynamic, and are changing rapidly. And that takes a toll on everyone throughout the day, and and your day can ebb and flow. So having that permission from your leader to say, no, I want you to just take this time, these few minutes, and just recover and have a moment of presence and see how you're feeling. And that opens up a lot of opportunities for for that, that meaningfulness, for gratitude to really be a meaningful experience for them. And then that helps integrate it into those daily practices. And, you know, those are some of those, and you both bring up amazing amount of ways to adding gratitude practices. But one thing I want to talk about here is I want to learn a little bit more about what you saw in the culture. How did this change your team's interaction with each other or productivity or anything that you may have been looking at to measure? Talk to me a little bit about how integrating these practices into your culture, what did you see that changed? Derek, thanks for asking that question. I think that is uh, often something that's asked, you know, what's the value? What are we getting from this? We we live in such a world that's focused on production, 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 and often for, forget what is behind that production in our people. And so the data is hard to get. Right? These are feelings, and how do you measure feelings? We participate in surveys throughout hospitals uh, across the country, uh, satisfaction surveys. And um, you know it's hard when all of a sudden your scores don't jump. Um, and you know, first year turnover, we look at that. Did we decrease it? Have we been able to you know change those turnover rates? It, it's really just hard to get that data that says, we made an impact by implementing these gratitude practices. So I would say when I'm looking at culture change, I've really uh, started to measure it a few different ways. Um, I start all of my staff meetings with, you know, sharing of kudos. So calling each other out. And, you know, the first couple of meetings, it's like crickets. And we sit in this uncomfortable silence together while I wait for someone to pull out something amazing that someone else has done for them. And then I look back a couple of years into it and I'm able to see, I can't even type fast enough to keep up with the kudos coming my way. And so to me, that's how I measure this. Um, You know, one of the other things I have is this little soccer ball. I think they're called thumb balls uh, that I walk down the hall with. And the first time I walked down the hall with it, people looked at me like I had three heads. Who is this lady? And why is she bringing a soccer ball into the nursing units? And, uh, you know, on one of one of my trips down the hallway, I have people requesting, hey, I want to catch it. Let me jump in and answer a question. And really the questions on the outside of the ball are focused on, you know, who, who would you give the office MVP today? Um, you know, what's going really well? 
what are you grateful for? Um, you know, those little things that make people take a moment to pause and, uh, you know, jump in. One of the other things we did was to hang a poster, um, you know, one of those, uh, I forget the actual name of it, but it's just a, a coloring poster, a giant poster on the wall. And I measured our success by the fact that we completed one of them and they were asking for another. And to me, that's where I think we see that culture change. When people are feeling hope again, it's been a rough couple of years in healthcare. And to find little moments where there's hopefulness, where there's smiles, where people are talking again in the hallways, it's been hard. And I don't, I, I, I am not the, I don't know, toxic positive kind of mindset. I think we really have to be intentional and authentic and real and acknowledge that it's hard. And as we start to look through a lens that is a little different and looking for the positive things instead of looking for the negative, um, that's where we find that culture change. Yeah, I I really loved your this whole soccer ball idea. And the reason it creates that opportunity for celebrating what I like to call like micro moments. And for us, that's how we get through these days is this opportunity to just have a moment of like you talked about, like intentional and authentic. No one is by all means not overlooking the obvious stress of the environment and all of the things that are required in, in the work that we do. But what can we do to build each other up? And that's a that's sometimes a really complex thing. But if you implement something like you're walking down a hall with a soccer ball and, and everyone just has a moment of break and, and they didn't have to think about how can I do this? You're giving them the opportunity to do it and they take it and then it becomes contagious. And those are the things that you want to have be part of your contagion spread through the hospital is these moments. And it's not to- like you talked about, like it's not, this isn't toxic positivity. It's just a reaffirmation that we're people, like you said, we're the people behind the productivity and we have to remember that we are that's really essential and sometimes we forget that that the that the people behind that have really emotive experiences that they want to share and just gives us a moment to just take a step back share and then get back to work and and usually that increases productivity so those are really neat elements to add as those really those micro moment opportunities for you to share with your team and Stacy, I know you have some ideas too about culture and, and what you see in your work too. Yeah, thanks for asking. I think as Jen mentioned, data is, you know, we are a business and we often look to data and employee engagement scores and what does that look like? And when I got here, you know, it was the height of the third wave of the pandemic in this department. And and um I think we were just so focused on getting one foot in front of the other and how to get through the day. And so I took a lot of time to take my leadership group and really incorporate with them this idea of care and compassion for the individual and giving them permission to have different types of conversations with the staff. They uh, were more focused on business operations, you know, oh, you need to finish your educational route. Um, modules, you know, what have you, instead of really sitting down 
and asking them, what brings you to work every day? What are you learning here? What are you not learning here? You know, what more can I give you? Uh, and really um, having those types of conversations with my immediate team and then giving them permission to go out and having those conversations with the rest of their team members that they oversee to really start to bring out that engagement and try to understand, you know, what brings them joy in their work and why did they come to work every day? And I think six months later, we saw a better response in our engagement scores. Uh, They really talked about health and wellness in the department was better. It was a small improvement, but it was an improvement. And I think we have to look at that small incremental stages as we're incorporating gratitude into the culture of your work environment, because it it does take time to um, make change and not everybody's on board because it is a little touchy feely and people don't like that. This is work. And why do I want to be touchy feely? And how do you get over that? You know, it's just through making those small micro changes um, as you go through your days. Um, I think, You know, I have candy on my desk, so I hear people say, I just need a piece of chocolate. And so they come into my office and grab a piece of candy. We have a quick conversation and then they can go back to work. And I've always done that. That's just a way to get people engaged, um, but also have them to be able to take a moment to say, thank you. Um, I just needed a, a small token, something to get through the day. And one of the other things that we did around recognition was one of my managers created this meaningful employee engagement recognition program. We call it the me program and it incorporated our gratitude board as well, but not. And then also the shout outs that we give for, you know, like stroke and sepsis metrics that people are doing really well on, but also the physician engagement and then the staff recognizing each other, uh, in different ways. We've done everything from ice cream socials to, you know, this, I think August was the pet month. Yesterday we had tortilla day. So we incorporate a theme every month just to get people recognized and um, for things that they're doing in the department. And we're getting so much more engagement from our team members, the staff members coming to the managers and saying, oh, I'd like to recognize this person for something that they did for me. Um, and then we give those shout outs at different meetings and our huddles and our newsletters. And it's just, you know, it's been a process, but it's, it's working. And and we're seeing that in the, in those micro changes that um, we talked about. Yeah. I, I think chocolate is a gateway for all things that are awesome. So that is such a, a pivotal part that again, it's those little opportunities that you're creating. And so whatever it might be, you'll find what your culture or what your people respond to and just keep that opportunity open. That's that, that's that gateway. And I love how you talked about how this is incremental and, and iterative. So to we sometimes we think we when we implement things like this, it has to be sweeping and we have to see changes immediately because we're in a pressure environment that that's usually the demand. But what you're talking about is is taking the time, and both of you talked a little bit about our, our ideas about this sometimes require us to assess things a little differently than maybe our standard productivity measures or our um, internal data um, compilation strategy. What it looks like is to think about, well, what we're doing here isn't so readily available in, those, in, the, in that analytical process that we need to create some other ones that help us determine the impact that this is having. 
And we also need to have a commitment to understand that this is going to be incremental and this is going to be iterative and small changes are going to be required. And while you're doing that, you're assessing like your, your me program come up, came about because you're trying to do more of this engagement practice and increase those opportunities for gratitude. And then you find yourself building a program around it that incorporates some of those standard and traditional things that we're trying to measure, but also other things that we're doing. And, and then it helps us create a template for change. And, and it sounds like for you, Stacy, that that helped create something that is um, also somewhat more sustainable, which is the la- this last big question I want us to, to dive into is when after we see these changes and, and we all hope that we have organizational commitment to keep these practices in place and foster their growth, but how have you been able to sustain gratitude in, in some of those challenges that you face? Some, what, what are some avenues that we can all share together here about creating sustainable gratitude practices in our work? It's a great question. Uh, it's small steps. You have to stay consistent and, and keep going every day, making it um, a priority. I think we get so locked up in our work every day that we often don't even take the time ourselves to take that deep breath and reflect on you know, what's going on or what happened in each day. So for me, it's really just taking the moment to go out and touch one person. Yesterday, I sought out a nurse specifically because she was afraid to talk to her manager about being promoted in the department. And I went to her and I was like, I'm so proud of you because you took you you took your fear aside and had that conversation because you were afraid someone would tell you no. And it's just having those small one-on-one conversations. They don't have to be long. They can be very brief, but just letting people know that you see them, you hear them, and that you're thinking about them. Um, I, you know, like we said, icebreakers are really good at meetings. So keeping those going. Um, I like Jen's thumbball. I actually stole her idea <laughs> and I'm planning on using that going forward. So I think, um, you know, just start small, keep going, um, and weave it into everything that you do, whether it be staff meetings, huddles, um, moments in time that you're in the department, um, over coffee, the water fountain, um, just just keep plugging along. Yeah, thank you. And Jennifer, you too, it, it, you know, Stacy talked about stealing one of your ideas, but you have also had to look at this in terms of these small iterative changes. So how have you built your sustainability in these practices? Yeah, I think uh, Stacy hit it uh, really well. It's consistency, right? It's it's making it the priority. It is as the leader leading by example. Um, you know, as I walk down the hall, uh, making eye contact, saying hello to people, uh, stepping into meetings. You know, I've I've recently had the chance to step into a new organization and to start my meetings here in the same way. It's just become who I am. And so, you know, really building habit in the process of of, uh, finding gratitude. I think one of my favorite quotes is by Brene Brown that trust is, in fact, built in the smallest of moments. And I really believe that it is it is the the small conversations. It's the little hello. It's the smile. Uh, It's not easy. Right. We all get caught up in our work and caught up in what's going on in our own head that walking down the hall, we can, you know, woman on a mission, I'm headed somewhere. Um, 
And if I don't acknowledge the individual that's also on a mission headed somewhere, um, I'm not making it a priority. So, you know, consistency and, um, and continuing to do it. Uh, I think one of my other new favorite things that really has, I don't know, sometimes making it easy is important. And uh, there's these great little pop cards. They're kind of like what you would find in a Cracker Jack box, you know, when we were kids. Uh, and you pop it open and, um, you know, it, it's the trust your crazy ideas. Uh, the mind once stretched is a new mind and never returns to its original dimensions. Right. A little quote. What does that make you think of? What is that? What does that bring forward for you? Um, and it's like making it fun. You know, uh, one of my fondest memories is uh, a day that we moved a whole hospital seven miles down the road and we moved 164 patients in less than 12 hours. And we started that day at 3 a.m. with a dance party on the unit that was brand new, ready for patients to move in. And, you know, people will look at you like you're a little crazy. I, I kind of make a joke of it on a regular basis. It's like, yeah, I know. I look like I have three heads. I'm a little crazy. Just be crazy with me. It's okay. So, um, you know, really just bringing it into who we are and how we show up every day and allowing the others, you know, that opportunity to, to join in and the permission to just be who they are. Yeah, that's, I, I love that dance party. It's kind of, it's, christening the new environment and having a memory attached to that. I, I love that. And you said something that was really and, and really wonderful about just, it is who you are. So you, even though you, you went to a different environment, you brought this because it's become who you are. And sometimes that's, that's what we have to recognize is this isn't about something to do, but it's about something that we are. So it goes from to do's to, to being, and that's really such an amazing part of this whole process is introducing these practices and then making them just who we are, part of the fabric of our being and part of our leadership and our sharing with others and creating teams and environments where it is joyful to work here. And you create that that connection that people feel like they belong in this environment because it is personal and meaningful to them as well. So it's really wonderful. And I appreciate all that you've shared. I One we have one last thing I want you to cover in, in, in each of you, um, Stacy, have you start and then Jennifer follow up with one, what's one takeaway? What's one thing that someone can do right now? As soon as they get done listening, they can implement right away and make it part of their practices. Sure. Um, I think for me, the biggest impact I've seen is giving my team members um, the permission to have a gratitude walk. And letting them know that they, you know, if you're struggling or you're having a rough day or, you know, my department has had a lot of um, um, turmoil in the last six months and not only on top of the pandemic, but it's stressful. And so for me, it was saying, you know what, I'm going to cover your patient, go outside, take a walk, get a drink of water. And when you're ready, come back and not have it them have to wait for their formal 15 minute break when someone can go and, and, um, and break them, you know, in the formal process, it's that five minutes, just take a break, walk away, allow them to have that space and, you know, give them permission to take a deep breath and reflect on what's going on so that they're in a better space when they come back. It's good for them. It's good for our patients. 
Uh, it's good for the team. Uh, so I think that's a, a very simple thing that you can commit your commit to doing. Yeah. Thank you for that. And Jennifer. Yeah. I would say the uh, gratitude letters uh, is probably some way that, or one way that you can really take something away from today. Um, I, Put it on my calendar so when I'm looking at my calendar you know the night before of what time do I need to be in it's there on my calendar the reminder of not turning anything on until I get going and uh, I sometimes I'll put the thank you notes out on my desk so that they're sitting there waiting for me in the morning and walking into my office taking a deep breath reflecting on those individuals and the impact that they've had on my week actually writing the letters and then sending them to them uh, either the inner office mail or into their home address before I ever log into my computer. Um, I would say that is uh, one way. It's three letters. It's less than 15 minutes uh, and it's one day a week. And starting there um, can really just uh, give you the, the jump start that you need to, to use it in other ways. Yeah, thank you. And in- this discussion has just been absolutely wonderful, and I've spent my time listening to both of you talk about your environment and the things that you've done and thinking about how can I also build better gratitude practices in my work and life, and, and you helped me see some opportunities there, and I'm definitely going to steal thoughts from both of you and implement those, and I hope that that's what some of the people that are listening are thinking about, too. As you're talking, these are these are stories about how you've taken the information in, in the toolkit and have applied it to your setting, and, and plus that sustainability part of this is how have I really, how have I changed and how have this, this has become part of me, my leadership, my team, my environment. And these are things that we sometimes, you know, we, we easily overlook, especially the opportunity for like huddles and just some taking a few minutes of time to create these opportunities to share gratitude, create space for gratitude that can build those better connections with our, with our own health and well-being and our work, our teammates, our friends, and, and ultimately our purpose and why we do the work that we do. So I hope that that's what other, that's what listeners are really gathering from today. And we look forward to sharing more ideas about how you can include the gratitude practice for Nurses Toolkit into your work and life. It's full of amazing resources and it is available to you. Please check the links in the postings and stay tuned for more episodes. Again, Jen and Stacy, thank you so much for your time today. This was absolutely wonderful, and I think it has a lot of legs for people that are thinking about how do I get started, what can I do, and you talked about what matters, and that's also important is to think about how can I build something that matters because then it'll have a chance for sustainability. So thank you again for joining us, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.